Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what up, what up? Oh my gosh, you guys. I am so excited today for so many reasons. First of all, welcome to F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I am, of course, Kim Doyle. You guys, I'm standing up recording this. I am beside myself. I think I shared with you. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. I'm going to bring you up to speed with where I've been the last couple of weeks, what's going on. All about today's episode, which is my next 90 days, saying goodbye to WordPress. What? Yeah. So back to standing up. Um, (laughs) You know, I am limited to obviously um, certain things in Costa Rica. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to middle of my day. Um, But yeah, so there's a little bit of... There's a lot of it, I should say. Uh, Accessibility to certain things, right? And so obviously office stuff is one of those things. Now, I probably could go to San Jose, which I think is, I think it's about four and a half hours away. I'm not totally sure, but to get stuff that I need. But, you know, I've made it work. I found a desk when I got down here. um, My place actually had this really big old wooden desk, but... Yeah, height was weird, keyboard, everything was just weird. Got rid of that. So I found a desk from um, some expats who were moving back to the States. So that was great. And it's been great. I ordered a keyboard tray. I'm a big believer in doing anything ergonomically when I can. I have an ergonomic mouse. I like the keyboard below the desk when I'm typing. Um, and uh, anyway, so it's it's been great. But a couple other things. Chairs. This is going to be my next mission over the next year is to get like a Herman Miller chair down here or something. Oh, it's going to cost, but I'm going to figure it out. I have a chair from Price Mart, i.e. Costco down here. I think it was once owned by Costco. I, I believe someone told me they sold it. However, I don't know about that because I've bought Kirkland brand stuff in there every now and then. It looks just like a Costco. It's just like a fourth of the size. But anyway. So I got a desk chair there, but it's kind of short. It's really weird. I have a um, gel uh, pad that I sit on. I even had um, one of the gal that did some, uh, what would I even call it? Is she a seamstress? I don't know. She did curtains and some benches. I had her make me like a foam seat so that I would be sitting higher. Either way, the chair doesn't raise high enough. <coughs> Excuse me. But... This is probably boring the bucket out of you guys. But when there's a will, there's a way. So I, when my friends came down in May, I may have told you guys this already, I asked them, you know, everybody that comes to visit gets to be a mule. Just non-negotiable. So one of my friends brought me a mattress. I think I shared that. Nectar mattress. It's lovely. She also, like a champ, brought the legs to the standing desk that I still had at my dad's. My dad took it apart, took it up to her house, not too far away. She schlepped it down here. I took it in to the furniture store, the one that I also buy coffee at. (laughs) The gentleman who owns it, his name is Jaime. He is such a lovely person. They're just great. I love these people. So I had asked him, you know, if I bring the legs down, can you make me a desk? So I'm standing at my brand new desk made out of Costa Rican, I want to say it's Guanacaste wood. I should put a picture. I'll share some pictures. Um, and he gets, he said he gets requests all the time. I'm like, okay, how can we figure out how to get these legs down here for you? I, I'm sure I could promote him easily to any expats. I mean, a couple of my neighbors, I think are like, oh my God, I have to see this. I need to check it out. It's pretty fantastic. And it's almost worth the desk. I want to say was less than $300. And it was one of those um, horrible laminate, you know, just ch- cheap. 
uh, laminate desktops, super small. And this is beautiful. They, I just, they came, they, they brought it here to me. And then the bonus I had asked them, I think I shared also that my, my friend who brought me a mattress, it's a King, a traditional U S King. It's a nectar mattress. Um, well, the, the Costa Rican King bed is smaller. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, what do we do here? And I had put it on top of the mattress, but it hung over all and, and probably hung over three to four inches all the way around, except for the head, obviously. Um, and I had to literally, you guys kneel up to get into bed. It was so high. So long story short, I asked Jaime and his crew, could they help me create kind of a platform on top of the frame? And they did with some plywood and some structural stuff, 80 bucks. They brought saws out to the house today. Like, oh my God, I feel like a new person. I totally prefer standing for recording or presenting or teaching. Depends on how long it's going to be. <laughs> we'll see if my back may hate me halfway through this since I don't stand a lot for this stuff right now. But either way, when there is a will, there's a way, you guys. So um, yeah, I don't know. I may have to start looking into wholesaling those legs to help him uh, get a little extra business. Not that he needs it. His stuff, he's definitely an artist, the things that he makes. Um, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. The only thing I had to do, I did have to buy a new keyboard tray because the keyboard tray, so it slides, right? It just attaches to the desk like with clamps and it slides in and out. <clears throat> um, the desk is two inches thick, you know, whereas the other desk I had is like a glass top. So half an inch, <laughs> if that. Um, but I did find one on Amazon and it said, make sure your desk is not thicker than 2.4 inches. So we're good there. Yeah, it's uh, it's like 60 bucks. It's costing me about a hundred bucks to get it here, but you know, it's a write-off and my wrists are worth it. So, and I'm going to sell the other desk. So there we go. All right. So now that you know why I'm so giddy today, I tell you there's, <laughs> this comes into play often when I'm, when I'm down here, living here, you just appreciate stuff on a whole new level because of the inaccessibility of some things, I guess. You also make do, so I'm not complaining, but all right, let's jump in. First, now that I've shared my giddy desk story, um, let's start with kind of bringing you up to speed. So I am just back after having my last visitors for a while. My sister and niece were here for about 10 days. It was so fantastic. Um, they were here, what, June 27th through July 6th. And after a couple nights of good sleep, I just, I feel ridiculously excited about everything that's going on in my business. And my first official day back to work was July 7th. And I really didn't schedule much other than a couple of calls. I did a little bit of work when my family was here, but not much. We also went up to um, my sister. You know, anybody that has um, limited vacation time, I get it that you like what you like. And she likes pools at hotels and stuff. Great. I've got a pool here, but I totally get it. Her vacation. So she booked a few nights at one of the Marriott's. There's two. And one of them is just, it's like 500 bucks a night. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. This one's a little bit further out. And so we went out there and it's just, there was a um, storm. So there's a hurricane I don't think Costa Rica gets hit by hurricanes, but you, but I believe there can be, you know, tropical storms that are pretty intense. So the hotel was really gearing up for this. So we didn't have a lot of sun. Um, the food wasn't great at the hotel. And so I actually had told my sister, I said, look, I'm going to go back to my place uh, tomorrow. This was like on Saturday. They decided to come with me. She didn't have to pay for the rest of the stay. And it was great because we went out, we did the, my favorite activity here is the catamaran snorkel cruise. They had gone and done ATVs too. Um, and we saw a school of dolphins right in front of the boat. It was one of my, oh, it was amazing. It was so, so amazing. That's also where I met my new TikTok coach. That'll be a whole other episode. I did an email on that. But anyway, it was, it was really, um, it was such a great visit and it was so nice to have them here. Uh, my niece is 17, so it's it's fun. So, <coughs> excuse me, guys. 
I can't stop and pause <laughs> um, just because I'm going to keep going. So uh, the only reason I kept the calls that I had scheduled on the 7th was because they fill me up. So I have a mastermind call that I do with two dear friends and we do that twice a month. I mean, honestly, we could probably talk every week, but they're long calls and it's just fantastic. Um, I love these women dearly and they're supportive and it's fun. And anyways, it's fantastic. And then of course I have my call with Jason, my partner with Deliver, Jason Resnick. What up, Jason? And uh, we hadn't talked in a couple of weeks because of my schedule. So we had a ton to catch up on. And probably <clears throat> if I hadn't had a massage scheduled, um, that was my gift to myself for my birthday. Um, we probably could have talked longer. We usually talk for like an hour, but <laughs> I think we were at like, I don't know, at least 90 minutes. And honestly, it was my call with Jason that inspired this episode. So thanks, Jason. Um, the idea for this 90-day plan was Jason's idea based on something he's doing for himself. And because I operate really well with accountability, I don't need people to hold me accountable. But when I tell someone I'm going to do something, um, I just have that external not wanting to disappoint or let anybody down. But I would say even more than that, this just got me super fired up. So, um, so here we go. I'm going to call it a 90-day sprint because that was something Jason also shared. And Jason, I hope I'm not botching this story if you're listening. He had talked to a friend who said he, you know, the friend said he likes doing sprints. Like, you know, sprint to get something done and accomplished. And then you've created processes and automations that you get to reap those rewards as opposed to sort of a consistent sludge is what came to my mind. But that just, okay, okay, okay. And whatever pace works for you. But I can take that momentum and that energy because remember, F the hustle, right? But when there's an in something that, um, I almost said an inspired idea, which I guess that's right. I'm starting to feel like that was redundant. But when an inspiration kicks in, I can run on that momentum for a little bit. It's not sustainable. And <clears throat> I will say, you guys, that my whole life is kind of F the hustle, right? I mean... Nobody is demanding of my time. Costa Rica completely supports the lifestyle that I like living, all that stuff. So back to the 90-day sprint. Um, planning and doing things in 90-day blocks is not something new. I've done it plenty of times the whole 12-week year. Jody and I have done that. I did that with a group of three other women, God, like back in 2016. And the difference with this was instead of deciding to plan for 90 days, um, it was a specific goal that inspired this 90 day sprint. Right. And so that goal for me, um, was ClickFunnels 2.0, to be honest, I have been anxiously waiting for ClickFunnels 2.0 to come out ever since I saw the preview video from Funnel Hacking Live last fall. I think it was their keynote. You can find it on YouTube. I've also put it into the podcast post. Um, so it was supposed to be released in March of 2022, but obviously <laughs> It's not happened, which six of one, I only wish they had, sorry guys, <laughs> I had some bubbly water with lunch and it's, here we go. Um, I think they could have been saying, look, we will give you guys a date as soon as we had it, but people have just been sort of like, what's going on? But they did announce it. So they finally announced it's going to be available on October 4th, which falls in line with the 90 days quite nicely. Again, thank you, Jason. And Jason is not, um, <laughs> poor Jason is like, I didn't say you could say all this stuff, but he's, he left WordPress a long time ago. Well, I don't know how long ago, but he's not been on WordPress for a while. And when, you know, we both, he's, he's an automations person and his, um, <laughs> his brain works in a whole other way than mine doesn't. I wish I could just sort of absorb that, but, um, he was saying that he's really curious about it. And so in line with that, and he's been talking about a couple different things about his different brands. And again, this is not my story to tell, but it inspired me coming back to this whole move to um, double down on F the hustle. Right? So initially I had always intended to jump into ClickFunnels 2.0. It's a completely brand new platform built totally separate from 
and I'm going to share stuff that's in it and what they're including. Um, but originally I thought that I'd probably just use it for funnels and products, but right now I think I'm going to move my entire business to ClickFunnels 2.0. What? I know. I know, right? I haven't even used a platform yet. So let me explain where this is coming from. <coughs> Excuse me. So I moved my brand from the WP Chick to Kim Doyle in 2018. Ever since I made that pivot, I've gone much deeper into everything I do. And when I say that, I I think I mean that I've you know, like when you know better, you do better. And I appreciate mastery of things. And I have not mastered and I'm not focusing on mastery of all these things. But I have such a solid foundation for these different things that I'm going to talk about that I, I really feel like I understand what goes into doing something went out. Like I've, I've really spent a lot of time on email marketing over the last six years. And I just continue to study it. And and I consume and I practice and all of that stuff, right? Um, so some of those things are marketing in general, uh, copywriting, <laughs> which never in a million years thought I would remotely enjoy that. Email marketing, newsletters, obviously love, sales. And some of this comes from deciding to reframe how I look at sales. If you're not comfortable selling and you don't like it, you know, it just takes a little bit of reframing, I think. And I'm not going to go sideways with this. I need to have somebody who is a sales expert do that. But I've reframed it in a way that it feels really good and it feels in alignment with who I am, how I move through the world, and the impact I want to make. Um, funnels. The funnel piece, I will say that I've not done a ton of funnels on Kim Doyle, but we did a lot with the Content Creators Planner. Um, even content. I, I've, <laughs> I don't know. I... I know the importance of SEO. I really, really do. But I'm still, you know, my hashtag everything is content really comes back to creating content that resonates with your audience. I have my core content values. I call that my 3C framework that I want people to, my core content value is that I want people to feel better for having consumed my content. The three C's is create, convert, create, connect, and convert. But that means I create content that inspires, connects the heart level, teaches, or is entertaining. Whether it's humor or doodles or whatever. Um, so I really do a lot more of what type of content do I enjoy creating? And I've let go of a lot of rules. And then, of course, traffic. Because of the, I mean, if someone had told me at some point I'd be spending $1,000 a day on ads, I would have thought they were <laughs> high. You know, Jody and I did that though. And so really getting to see the power of paid traffic and not relying on one channel or just two channels. I'm not a traffic expert. I'm not a media buyer. But I've, you know, dipped my toes into other elements of that. And so, and it's all a process. And it's not that I wasn't doing these things before. But so much of what I did had to have a connection or tie to WordPress that I felt limited. So I felt massive freedom when I pivoted to my personal brand. And in terms of F the Hustle, I came up with that name, gosh, in 2016, I believe. And it wasn't until I decided to do a newsletter and I happened upon the logo in a Dropbox folder. I was like, done. That's it. It was such a moment of clarity. And um, it's taking on a life of its own, which is pretty fun. And as much as I love tech and tools, I'm going to continue to share them in the newsletter. I'll continue to play now and then. My heart is really in entrepreneurship and growing something that makes an impact. The deeper I got into these things, you know, more writing, creating different types of products, etc., the less time I had for playing with tech. I am so grateful for everything I learned. I have learned, I should say. Um, and I feel like I've gotten a very solid foundation, like I said. So when I need to do something, I can. You know, it's not, or I have enough friends that can help me figure it out for what that's worth. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'd rather hire someone and I can't be bothered. <laughs> you know, there are so many cool tools and stuff out there. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. I don't want to do it. I, or I want it done. I don't want to be the one to do it, I should say. And here's the thing. I have never been a ClickFunnels hater, ever. 
I truly do not believe in putting energy into things I don't like. I'm human. I, I would, I, you know, I do it too. Um, I just tend to do it privately because the truth is it makes me feel like crap. I don't want to rant and rave um, about things. You know, the U.S. politics does that to me well enough alone, even though I don't even live there. Um, so I really try to, I, I just don't do it. And <clears throat> in fact, I was, believe it or not, um, I was an early adopter of ClickFunnels. I remember getting on a waiting list for it and I've used it on and off over the last seven years. <laughs> and I even shared it. My friend Trey Llewellyn who went on to make millions in e-commerce with the platform. So I, I want to say I was one of the first, I don't know, 100 to 200 accounts at the time. God, I'd have to look back. I want to say, was it seven years ago? 2014, 2015, something like that. There are a handful of WordPress tools at the time. The first one that comes to mind is Optimize Press. And I don't remember what else. I really, really don't. But they all felt like a pain in the ass. They simply did. It was, it just was. And my heart goes out to every single WordPress plugin developer out there. Because for the cost of the plugins, I think that that space is starting to get more in line with what with the market in terms of their charging. They're charging annual renewals. They're not doing a ton of lifetime deals. Because yeah, it it for a long time WordPress became this. Not WordPress became, but there was such an attitude or air of. I shouldn't have to pay for plugins or what I have to pay for. That. It was anyways. And that's my experience. Obviously we all bring something different to the table. Um, and there truly was a time when certain tools triumphed over others and there were clear choices, but I don't think that's the case anymore. The best tool to use for anything is the one you're going to use, right? <laughs> Novel idea, whichever tool you feel most comfortable using and gets the job done is what's most important. That's it. And then of course we have all the people that hate on Russell Brunson. Say what you will. I think he's brilliant at what he does. And I think he's a really good human being. I've met him briefly a couple of times. You know, I did the obligatory photo with him. Where was the first place I met him? Oh, ready for this? This is for all you OGs out there. Stompernet. You remember Stompernet? Woo. I met him at Stompernet, took a photo. And then at the first Funnel Hacking Live, where there was a whopping 600 people, got a quick picture with him. But I don't know him personally, okay? Here's the thing. A lot of people associate him with the bro marketers. And there was certainly that air of, did you guys hear that? Sorry, I was opening my water bottle. That feeling about him. In pre-click funnels, I was not a fan. He had dot-com secrets. And I felt like, oh, I, and I hated the upsells. <laughs> now. I'm like, this is interesting, right? You can appreciate it from a different side. I'm never going to be one of those like upsell. Oh, you didn't want that. How about a downsell? Oh, you don't want that downsell? How about a, how about, how? no, I think one or two is plenty. It's just <laughs> not my comfort level. Um, but I'm not judging those who do it. Okay. You don't have to like it, but that doesn't mean it's wrong for somebody else. So I think Russell's been really public about his mistakes in growing a business. And again, this is much more about how he did business pre-click funnels. And I appreciate that. I also understand, I'm saying I know, right? Based because I listen to podcasts and all that kind of stuff. He friggin' loves what he does. I truly have a hard time finding fault with anyone who takes responsibilities for their actions. And at the end of the day, you know, this totally comes back to um, I've kind of been binging this little off script for Day Brown again. I was, I'm limited to TV down here too, which is probably good, but um, HBO Max, I'm able to log in on my laptop through a VPN and I'm going to be doing that with the fire stick. So I'm on, see, again, girl's on a mission, but she has a series on um, HBO that she did based on her latest book, Atlas of the Heart. And it's really interesting because it talks very specifically about language and how we use language. But anyway, um, Inevitably, when I go down this rabbit hole of people that I've listened to and read and all that kind of stuff, then you start seeing, you know, YouTube's like, hey, here's 50 Brene Brown videos today. <laughs> but the man in the arena quote from Theodore Roosevelt, you know, that the credit goes to the man in the arena, not the critics. And so I don't know, 
you know, people sometimes you guys, this is total conjecture and just my opinions. It's kind of that jealousy is an ugly emotion. The guy works so hard and he's created a hundred million dollar a year company. I'm, I think that's what it is. Recur, like whatever. Um, I, I just, anybody that is public and takes responsibility for actions. And again, I have a 30,000 foot view of Russell Brunson from my view, my perspective, he seems like a very loving husband and father. He's committed to his faith, which is not an easy thing to be public about. And to each their own on that, <laughs> I am not here to talk about religion or spirituality or anything. Um, he's donated millions of dollars to Operation Underground Railroad, which stops sex trafficking. And I probably should have looked it up, but <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> Stu McLaren of Tribe and former wish list. They have a charity <clears throat> about, and they build schools in Africa. And I don't remember at what point, but $1 out of every funnel built gets donated to that charity. Um, and he's always working on becoming the best version of himself. It could be a little exhausting. <clears throat> and honestly, <laughs> you know, I think about F the hustle. And as I, as I move towards this becoming really my message, so much of F the hustle came from this place of, uh, young white guys just hustle, grind while their wives are at home taking care of life. Right. I don't see him as that person at the same time. And <laughs> he's got a lot of money. He can pay to have a lot of stuff done at a certain point, but again, to each their own. So he just seems to always be, he's got a very strong curiosity and hunger to really make the most out of this life. And that is totally in alignment with how I move through the world. And what was interesting, so Jason and I were discussing other tech companies and other founders, different founders, and um, I don't totally remember how we got on this discussion, but um, some founders seem very detached from their audience and are focusing on scaling a business to sell it. Fair enough to each their own, right? Maybe it is that exit that is super appealing. The thing with that is that can come across. So you notice that there's a difference between a tool, um, say like ConvertKit, you've got a tool, but there isn't the same type of um, fervor, compassion from the, from, from the audience. It's just a tool, right? And <laughs> this isn't a dig at ConvertKit or Nathan Berry, um, but if you have um, or haven't read, either way, Expert Secrets, he talks about this, about having an attractive character. And so whether or not, again, Russell Brunson is your shtick, it doesn't matter who it is, but you notice a difference. Like, look at, here's a better example, maybe, that might resonate with somebody else. Um, and I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. Blake, the guy who founded Tom's, who is now, he exited Tom's Shoes um, years ago and is like a venture capitalist and stuff, but he was the attractive character. And so what he stood for and what he was creating with Tom's, he was the first, I want to say Tom's was the first company that did, what do they call it? Social something, <laughs> but buy one, give one, right? I, he, anyways, but so it's interesting to see different tech companies and to see businesses where there is this, this culture, which Russell jokingly says, says culture, which I don't know that I'd use that term, but either way. And I love the fact that Russell Brunson and his partner, Todd Dickerson were offered more than a billion dollars. The actual offer isn't public knowledge. I just watched this like a week ago <clears throat> and they turned it down because they love what they've created so much. And instead they decided to make it better, which is enter click funnels 2.0. Um, and before this goes too sideways and people think I'm just fangirling over Russell Brunson <laughs> or trying to, start a completely new side hustle as an affiliate for ClickFunnels, which I am, but that's not my business model. I really like what he stands for. As someone who, like all of the stuff that he reads, most of it, I should say, I mean, he's building a library. He calls, does he call it the Napoleon Hill Library? I don't know. I love all that stuff. I love, I love the fact that you can dig into something and you can, you can, when you connect a dot, Bear with me, you guys. I don't know where this is going. But when you can connect a dot in your head that says, oh, I can think of this differently. I can look at this differently. And all of a sudden, 
it's, this is from Brene Brown's thing. It's like this whole portal opens up and you get this whole new way to move through the world and live through the world. And you have no idea. So many books have done that for me. So I think that's part of it too. I resonate with his obsession with books. Um, (laughs) And a few years ago, someone else I know in the online marketing space took a really public jab at him for the um, one funnel way slogan, tagline, whatever you want to call it. I don't remember the exact details because I did not engage in any of the dialogue. It certainly got a lot of attention. I don't know, clickbait, but this person was so vocal. And um, the other, I remember listening to a podcast episode of Russell's Marketing Secrets and him saying he was kind of hurt because he thought this that he was friends. He said, I kind of thought we were friends and this person knew me and um, he took the high road with how he handled it. But here's the thing. To me, one funnel away actually represents hope. There's no promises in that tagline. He's not telling you it's only going to take you one funnel, right? The point of one funnel away was that it only takes one funnel to make a difference in your business. It may take you 50 tries to get there, but you only need one to be successful. Okay. So I, I just, I think for me standing back and watching this, um, you know, it's funny what just come, came to me also, you know, uh, and I mentioned this at the end again, so bear with me is, um, thinking about community and stuff, you know, when WordPress has always prided itself on community, I had plenty of trolls from the WordPress community developers. And I think a lot of people took, issue with the fact that I said I was the WordPress chick and I wasn't a developer. I just fell off the platform and I talked about it. That was it. And it was a great domain name. Um, so different communities mean different things to people. And I think at the end of the day, you know, if ClickFunnels is not your thing, it's not your thing, but doesn't mean the tool <laughs> can't help you scale and grow a business. Anyway, moving on. I love what Russell and the team at ClickFunnels have created. I don't really identify as a funnel hacker. And honestly, funnel hacking live has gotten a little too big for my taste. God, I I think I saw, um, it was really cute when I met my quote unquote TikTok coach, which you guys will hear about her. I'm going to interview her and stuff. Um, When I met her on a boat here in Costa Rica, she was like, yeah, and I'm thinking about going to funnel hacking live. You ever heard of that? And I'm like, I've been twice. (laughs) Um, I want to say that, facility in Orlando where they're hosting it will hold 7,000 people. I'm not a crowd person, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I'm not saying I wouldn't go again, but I don't have any desire to trek to Orlando. I mean, I might do it for Harry Potter again. <laughs> I don't know if I would go for ClickFunnels. Um, maybe if they pick a different location next year. Back to the platform. Um, I have zero desire to continue piecing pieces of technology together at this stage in my business. And like I said, you can look at, first of all, the UI. (laughs) Jason and I were talking about this. He he said, um, as long as the front end looks good for customers and clients, he goes, I don't care what the back end looks like. That's because Jason's a developer. Me, visual girl, I'm like, when I log into stuff and the back end looks wonky, I'm like, this looks like 1995 Microsoft. What is this? (laughs) This, The platform looks really, really nice. So I'm probably not going to do it justice, but I'm just going to, and you guys, I'm not selling you on ClickFunnels. I'm totally sharing where mine's, my mindset is. And I'll be public and share what happens as I transition. So here is a listing of things. And I was just trying to see what I could remember. So something called a funnel hub, which they explain it better if you look at the if you watch the video. But a funnel hub is basically everything in one place. Your website, your store, your everything, right? And he, right? Guys, I've got to stop saying that. Okay. So there's a funnel hub. There's a blog with SEO. Obviously, funnels are in there. Um, CRM, a shopping cart, your sh- a, a shop, like a storefront that competes with Shopify, email marketing, an affiliate program, memberships, courses, digital products, coaching, speed. <laughs> it's kind of fun in the video that they show they, they went against toe-to-toe uh, with a lot of people who said how much faster they were than ClickFunnels. And so they beat everybody. Um, and everything that they, that you do has real time data, split testing and analytics. 
There's visual flows for funnels, offers, and email. There's a customer center. There's global features, and I'll explain that in a second, and multiple sites in one account. Like the global features is obviously editing, right? But if you edit, I don't know, a button for a specific product anywhere that you have it, it, it gets updated across the board. Um, I love the idea of multiple sites in one account, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, oh, the visual flows was so cool. So you can actually see if you have an email sequence that has an offer and there's tons of conditional logic, if this, then that type of stuff that you can do. Um, but it'll show you what your click-through rate is, what your conversions are, what your sales are right in the visual flow, which is really cool. Um, God, there's something, oh, this is what I thought was fantastic. So a customer center, did I mention that? Yeah. But a customer center Anybody that logs in that is purchased from you or signed up for something, they can log in. Everything is in one place. You know, the credit card on file, their invoices, all of that, any products they've had. You can also display other products they don't have. So every time they log in, there's an opportunity to make an offer for something that is in alignment with what they've already purchased. I just, oh my God, you guys, I'm just... The idea of understanding one thing really well and being able to bring in um, people, uh, people, just bring in people, um, but like a VA and maybe um, a data person or a funnel builder or somebody else that I'm like, look, let me just create and go do my thing, but to have everything in one place. And that's the other thing he said, it was really important to him that if you have multiple people working on a funnel, that you can see who's working on it and you won't overwrite or lose changes made. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Anyway, I don't have any idea what ClickFunnels 2.0 is going to cost. Uh, currently, it's 97 bucks a month. And I think that the that gives you like 20 funnels or something. But even if the base count is double, the base count, the base account is like 197 or even 297 When I start looking at the things that I get to eliminate um, that I pay for outside of WordPress and hosting... I mean, I don't pay for WordPress, I pay for hosting. Um, but when I start looking at the other things that I get to eliminate, it's going to be a wash, if not meaning I'm ahead. All right, so this whole 90-day thing, let me let me circle back here. So Jason and I are going to host a Twitter space coming soon. I'm thinking probably August because what the heck? We're almost mid-July already. I mean, I'm recording this. What is today? The 9th. But, you know, um, we're going we're gonna to host a Twitter space where we talk about the elimination game, meaning what are the things we want to eliminate in our business that will streamline things and, and create a better flow. So I want to focus on creating, selling, and serving. Spending time on tech is not the best use of my time, which ties directly with knowing I'm going to be hiring some help in the fall. So this is all leading up to that as well. So what I wanted to do is break down the 90 days and what it looks like. Keep in mind, this is a starting point. I just had this conversation like three days ago and I'm all fired up and I have no doubt it's going to evolve and change over time. So what will be interesting is to do a look back on how it all came to play, right? Right? Jesus. I, 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 someone's going to have to like count that and I'm going to have to pay like a buck every time I say that. Okay. So the first 30 days are going to be all about elimination. Eliminating tools subscriptions, and things that aren't in alignment with where I'm going. Again, I'm moving all into F the hustle. I tend to leap before I look, and I'm sure I'm paying for things I have not used in months. Seriously, it's a little bit ridiculous. And I love getting rid of things. I've shared with you guys, I don't know, probably multiple times in the podcast over the last however many years. My family used to call me the dump queen because I was like, it's time to go to the dumps. I would donate. I'd do a run to Goodwill. And then I'm like, all right. The rest is getting tossed. Um, I hate doing garage sales, so I'd much rather donate things. Um, but since I love getting rid of things, I'll probably do a clean sweep of things on my computers. I do this pretty regularly to keep them operating quickly. Uh, even my phone. like I keep getting notifications from Apple. Your cloud storage is full. And so um, need to up that or delete some stuff. <clears throat> I have so many photos on my phone. And they're all backed up to Dropbox and um, Apple. Just need to go in and delete them. That's like a task for sitting and watching TV and deleting. Um, 
But what it also means, um, you guys, I, I probably have, I don't know, two or three piles of clothes that also need to be donated. My, my friend told me what to bring down here. And of course I didn't listen. And so I have a ton of things that I'm never going to wear and are too big now, which gave me, um, but it's just, <laughs> I'm never going to wear them down here. It also means cleaning up my email lists, tags, and segments, which again, I do that pretty regularly. I have another announcement next week that I'm going to be making that ties directly into eliminating things that no longer serve me. And so the guys, the timing of all of this is it's, it's pretty, um, it's kismet. I just, I love all this, you know, talk about everything aligning. I have no doubt that I will be doing some reflecting on things as I do this, because there really are two buckets here. You've got the tangible and the intangible. So the tangible is all these things I'm talking about, like the task-oriented stuff, um, the task-oriented stuff that you can see in my personal life, the task-oriented stuff that will be part of my business. Um, and then the intangibles is, you know, is are there activities, are there people, or whatever that looks like. And I think most of that tends to happen pretty organically. So I don't think I need to be like, well, this person doesn't serve me. This person, that's what I'm talking about, you know. There's a natural flow to how that works. And I, I trust that process. So the second 30 days, I think a lot of the, the second chunk here is going to be dictated by how the first 30 days go. And then what I've initially planned. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know why I'm coughing so much today. So I see this middle piece of this sprint is all about making sure everything is organized and ready to move. So here's what I mean. The first thing that comes to mind is that are all of my products and courses backed up and easily organized in Dropbox or Google Drive? I, I also think Google Drive has a long way to go for organization. Dropbox isn't much better, but I've been in it for so much longer. So, um, you know, I think about stuff and it's like I'm, I've got Podia and I've got, I've got Zenlearn. I've got all these different things that I've been out in different places. And it's like, okay, make sure you have, I have backups. I have an external drive, but I need to make sure that they're also all in Google or Dropbox organized the same way the course is organized. Whether or not I put them on or use them, doesn't matter. I need to make sure everything is backed up and it's organized based on how the course is delivered. Do I have all my email sequences for each product or offer backed up on Google Docs? Have I checked all my license and renewals, uh, licenses and renewals for WordPress? I really don't have a lot, to be honest, um, at this point. So much of what I have. I got pretty lucky, I would say. Well, I, I created content, but a lot of companies gave me lifetime access to stuff. Um, and so I don't need a ton that need to renew um, or I have developer licenses. But either way, I need to look at anything that is WordPress specific. And the nice thing is that WordPress started playing much nicer with um, SaaS products like I have ConvertBox, right? And that was a lifetime deal too. ConvertBox or Thrivecart. <coughs> so I don't need to do anything with those other than get really clear on what lead magnets I have. Is this in alignment with F the Hustle and email newsletters, all of that stuff. So the other piece here is have I moved all of my business into Notion? I'm talking to you, Sandy Eveleth. And if anybody needs Notion help, Sandy is the person. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about everything I'm working on with her. She has helped me create a custom dashboard called your email engine for my hit send email marketing challenge, which you will hear more about the next round. It's kicking off Monday. I might do a little flash sale. We have onboarding week coming this week. It's a 30 day challenge. It's only 97 bucks. I don't know that the second it's, it's going to stay at 97, but um, I'm on a mission to get people over their fear of writing emails. So it's going to be pretty fun. I'm very excited about it. And I'm using uh, the frame, new brand new platform called framework framework.so anyways, Sandy is brilliant. So I want to make sure <clears throat> that I'm staying with one tool for that. Um, and so it's going to be notion. So my gut tells me that even though ClickFunnels 2.0 is supposed to be available on October 4th, that I will use the remainder of the year with both platforms because it's, it's going to take some time. 
I think simply moving all of my content from WordPress, and I will probably pay someone else to do this, just copying and pasting. Um, it would be fantastic if there was a way to import it, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Um, but I'll probably do a lot of the blog formatting. And then I have to SEO every single post and page. So there's that. Um, I will begin. So here's what I'm thinking is I'll start by putting my products and email into ClickFunnels while someone else is copying and pasting my content. Regarding F the hustle. So that's the, the newsletter and everything I have right now is on ConvertKit. I have been thinking about moving the newsletter to Beehive, which is strictly a newsletter platform. Now, I will have opt-ins on my ClickFunnels site for F the Hustle also. But one, I think it's a very easy way to segment. Right now, everybody gets it. Then people coming in for F the Hustle, I can redirect them to other products and just my main email list. Um, <clears throat> so even though it's an additional payment, uh, there's a $99 a month for three newsletters. They have a referral program. They have options to monetize and more. Um, because I'm going to start offering sponsorships and classifieds and F the Hustle, it'll easily pay for itself. Beehive, and if you haven't seen it, it's B B E E H I I V dot com. So it kind of looks like Beehive. Um, it's created by some of the guys behind the Morning Brew. And I've just been super impressed with what they've done with the platform in such a short period of time. My gut tells me, this is again, just Kim's prediction. My gut tells me they'll incorporate a way to sell advertising as well. I haven't heard anything about it, but that's kind of my gut. All right. So the last 30 days, what does this look like? Um, the last 30 days, this is going to be where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. All right. So here's what I mean by rubber meets the rose. <coughs> the rose? <laughs> I don't know if that a Freudian slit. Um, in the first 60 days, if, not in, if the first 60 days have gone according to plan, and this is really about launching, there's going to be an F the Hustle group coaching program with me. Uh, more products that support that message, along with email and newsletter products, because they're a huge part of F the Hustle, and more content that's in alignment with F the Hustle as well. And... It'll become more clear. F the Hustle is always going to have this digital business component to it. But it also is going to include a ton of mindset, a lot of clarity on reframing things. And it's, I'm not going to go sideways with that right now, but you know, you kind of get the idea. Um, and I have a feeling that the last 30 days are also going to include tying up loose ends from the first 60 days. Because honestly, I've, I've finally accepted the fact that most things take longer than I think they will. Not to mention, there's always unexpected things that show up. I've also got Inked Email that is launching. Uh, and you can go to inkedemail.com now. It's literally a landing page with a video and a form. Um, and, you know, we're starting to talk to potential clients. We're scheduling calls. And like I said, you can go there to check it out. It's if you want email marketing. So well, don't you wish you had a rewind button? My mouth does sometimes. But we will write emails, sequences, um, sales copy, website copy, even lead magnets if it's an email course. So there's a lot of services through there. It all comes down to writing for you. But here's what I'm thinking. You know, we've already got content. We've started writing for Inked. Um, but I'm going to move it to ClickFunnels too. So I think, you know, I'm pretty tempted to not put any content on the site until then. It just seems like a waste. So through my referrals, um, through referrals in my personal brand, we've, we're, I'm, not gonna, I'm not too worried about like, you know, growing that into this independent brand this year. The goal is to get clients in, to get testimonials, to create the processes. Um, I, I really don't think I, we have to, to jump too heavily into branding that. Initially, it may just be a, a service extension of Kim Doyle. But I do like the idea of it being a separate brand, because it allows a lot more flexibility as it grows. And I know I just you guys I know that the hustle is going to take off. And so it allows me to be Kim Doyle here, and agency over here and grow that team. Either way, 
it's going to move to ClickFunnels 2.0 also. Um, this is really a rough estimate of the next 90 days, and they're going to evolve. My dad, <laughs> funny, he was supposed to come in August. He's like, God, the ticket prices have gone up, and my dad's got the money. But I think all of a sudden it was just happening so fast. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, because he's got a trip in October. My dad's like this. <laughs> it's great. I love it. He's traveling. He's got a Rhine River cruise in March, a trip to Vegas in April. He's, it's fun. I love it. I love, he's 78 and he's doing it. So go get him, dad. But he literally called when we were on the catamaran and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to come. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you guys, I love my dad. And I totally want to see him. I need a break. So I talked to him. I'm like, Dad, we've had so much rain. Can we look at October or anyway? So we'll see. I'm going to let him know. I totally appreciate it. And I might be making a trek back in September for a speaking event. So so we'll see. I have to do a border run in September. It'd be great if it was a trip back. But the thing is, hey, you guys, those uh, trips back to California. My daughter was pretty easy just because I hung out with her. But when I go to the Bay Area... I want to see all my family and I want to see friends and I, you know, run errands and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Anyway, it's a real rough estimate of the next 90 days. That being said, let me throw in a couple other little monkey wrenches because that's how I do things. I have um, hit send the 30 day email challenge. And this is something I'm going to run. I'm thinking five times a year, five or six, because I like taking breaks in between stuff. And it's, I'm modeling it after the ship 30 for 30. It's like a cohort. It's, it's a challenge platform, but I like a cohort training. That's how I'm, I'm, that's how I'm phrasing it. So that starts July um, 11th. Like I said, the first whole week is onboarding, getting people ready, what to expect, how everything's going to work. We're doing a whole live training on the Notion dashboard. Um, so that's kicking off. I have this whole move to F-Hustle, so I've got all the messaging to do. And participating in the Pencil Pirates cohort in August. That, I think, starts August 13th. Guys, I have been having so much fun drawing and doodling. And I'm using this tool called SketchWow. And my um, my iPad and the pencil. And my aunt sent, my, it was great, my family sent presents down for my birthday. And so my, I asked my aunt, um, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, there's this sketch noting book. Too, but I'm like, I'm just having fun. And some of you may or may not remember, I was an art major for a while in college. I that's just in me. I owned a scrapbook store. You guys, this is my happy place. And I so see these two worlds colliding with F the Hustle. I'm having so much fun. So so I've got that going too. So it's not stuff's happening on top of this 90-day plan. So in order to do this, I really need to to structure the schedule. Um, you know, I'd emailed Jason something and he said, I was like, God, thanks for that call. It was super inspiring and I'm all pumped and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he said he's booking in like an hour a day to do this. Um, I think I will probably start with putting all of this into notion. If I'm going to do it, everything should just go into notion. Um, so we'll see. And I wonder I'm just thinking out loud now because that's how I record podcasts, apparently. Probably keeping you guys up to date with the 90-day plan with each episode is, is going to be helpful, too. And because I have a lot of podcast interviews coming from new people that I've connected with, and I'm super excited about that as well. So bear with me. You're like, where have you been the last couple of weeks? I've just been um, <laughs> visitors. <laughs> it's It's been so amazing, and I love it. And, you know... Susan, my therapist down here, she said she got to a point where, hold on, I need a little water here, guys. She's got a big house too, but she would tell people, look, you're, please come, but bring somebody with you because I'm not going to go do touristy activities. And I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like my daughter was going to come with my dad, or that's why I told him to bring friends only because, um, you know, I, it, it's tough. I can't take a week off every time people come, nor do I want to be honest with you. I'm like, I'd like to take a vacation for me somewhere else. So all part of figuring out this living abroad thing. Anyway, 
let's wind this up. And thank you for your patience. I know I've gone down, you know, I've gone sideways a few times and you probably weren't expecting me to go so in depth with ClickFunnels. Whether it was ClickFunnels, I mean, I had a Kajabi account. It frustrated me. I was a Kajabi founder. <laughs> like I'm an early adopter, guys. Um, but I actually sold that account. And what I see, ClickFunnels, this whole new thing, I'm very excited. I, I just don't want so many different tools and things to log into. That being said, I'll admit it. I'm a little sad to be saying goodbye to WordPress, but I think it's time. I've watched friends who built their businesses based on WordPress leave and thrive. That's a hat tip to Dave Foy, who went all in. I believe he's with Webflow. Um, and of course, you guys, I saw plenty of friends who... <laughs> I have so many friends. That's how that sounded. It's not what I meant. And there are plenty of people that I know <laughs> who have thriving businesses because of WordPress. I'm not here to bash WordPress. I'm, I will forever be grateful for it. Um, but there are so many options for building something online these days. It has to be about what works for you. I do not want to dink around with tech. And I have no doubt that there's going to be a learning curve with ClickFunnels too. And, but I'm going to commit to it. It's fine. I'm in this for, you guys, I don't ever see myself retiring to be quite honest with you, but that's a whole other conversation. You know, I've logged into both Wix and Squarespace and I cannot wrap my head around either of them, but I have friends who have always felt that way about WordPress and are killing it on Wix and Squarespace. So to each their own, right? Like I said, I'm going to forever be grateful to WordPress and the community and like I hinted earlier on, you know, I should say I will forever be grateful to the community who supported me because I really did. There were a handful of developer trolls who took every opportunity to remind me I wasn't a developer or I did something wrong. And it was just God, the energy that people put into stuff that's negative blows me away. Um, but I'm coming from a place of, you know, WordPress. <laughs> I never intended to build websites but it gave me my footing and I found my voice online and it's just continued to evolve. And I truly feel like I have finally found my way to what I was meant to do with my life in a big way. I did a doodle. You guys will have to check it out. I did a doodle and, and I'm going to do, I've got a um, Twitter thread that I've linked to by the time this comes live. And I did this again with this tool sketch. Wow. I love it. Um, it's got a long way to go, but man, they do updates also every probably two weeks. So I looked at this 2008. Um, I had the WordPress chick started blogging and building websites. Uh, 2013 is when I launched the WP chick podcast. I created an outsourcing company and I started coaching 2015. Um, that's when I had gotten into masterminds and started doing more coaching. Um, but I also launched influence podcasting, which was a done for you podcasting service. 2016 created the content creators Facebook group um, in there, which I don't know why I didn't put it on here, but 2017, I <laughs> gave a SaaS product a run, lead surveys with Gordon Orlick. Um, whew, I've shared so many stories about that. Um, it was a great experience and I adore Gordon. Um, we launched it and then closed it. It was a good year and a half. We had both had so many personal things going on in our lives 2018, I pivoted to my personal brand. I redirected the WP chick to Kim Doyle. 2018, into end of 2018, into 2019, we launched the a Content Creators Planner. And I've got news and updates on that coming soon. 2020, um, I launched F the Hustle newsletter. Um, oh, and in there, you guys, I threw a few things in there also. 2020, moved to Boise, Idaho. I didn't my mom passed away in 2019. You know, life is hard, guys. Like, stuff shows up all the time. 2021, moved to Costa Rica. 2022, go all in with F the Hustle on KimDoyle.com. And that's coaching courses and live retreats. So the doodle's really fun. I, I just, oh, my God, you guys, I'm having so much fun with this. Um, it's like this little kid in me has woken up. And it is phenomenal. It has been such an amazing journey so far. It certainly hasn't been a straight path which of course it never it is. It never it is. It never is. You know that it's time to end the podcast when I literally start tripping over simple words. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, so if you've done any reflecting like this, you know, I haven't done a year in review podcast. Did I do one last year? I don't think I did. Um, but this, this looking back at the whole journey was pretty fun. And 
doing it visually made it more fun for me. Um, but it's never a straight line, guys. And I think that giving ourselves the grace and to, to make mistakes and try things as well as acknowledging, acknowledging what you've done and how far you've come. I mean, oh, and you know what I didn't throw in there too, guys, is the, um, the TikTok coach. <laughs> we have a call next week and I, it's just a nutty story. I had mentioned recently, I don't know if I did on the podcast, but in emails, yeah, I think I'm going to start trying my hands at, at TikTok here. And I only wanted to do that because of F the Hustle. And living in Costa Rica, I just feel like it was made for that. I'm not going to start dancing, but I mean, I like to dance, but that's not my shtick. Um, long, and then, and then this person shows up in my life. It's just, it's divine timing. On that note, I love you guys tons. God, I feel like, was I breathy? You know, like standing up and maybe I'm getting too excited, but either way, <laughs> I stood up. I'm so happy with my desk. Um, I love you guys tons. Thanks as always for listening. If you haven't left a review, have at it. It would make my day um, or comment on the post, whatever. And if you could share that, of course, I would appreciate it. And if not, just thanks for listening. Um, and I will catch you next week. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle grow a profitable business and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle to sign up today.